speaking of hunger, I no longer have hunger. Just hit the old, the local best wing spot. There is another spot I'd say would compete, Union Tap House in Maniunk, which is on the outskirts of Philly. But the local watering hole slash wing spot, Union Jacks in Glenside, I guess you could call it, or Abington, Pennsylvania. They have some of the top-notch wings in the area, dude. And you just, I, got, had, you just, I just had, had wings? Yeah, I just had bourbon molasses, 10 bourbon molasses, and 10 Jeez. pineapple honey habanero. Pineapple deesh, honey habanero? You just deeched 20 chicken wings? Nah, me and that kid, Henry, who was just over, we, we jumped Jeez. in the pool and, share, and shared them, called up. Henry, shout out Illinois Law School. Henry's grinding through Illinois Law right now. Was home for his brother's wedding. His older brother just got married in uh, Massachusetts, so... Had to Shout out your buddy. Room. Maybe uh, maybe one day we could use him. We might need a lawyer for this, just in case, you know. Precautionary lawyer. Uh, I pray for your guys' buttholes later. Hopefully it's not too uh, too spicy coming out the backside. Well, the reason I ripped it is because no aeration at Cricket and no loops, really. So I'm kind of good. To, for, yeah, you can kind of let loose on the Fuck. food. Now wings sound great. Yeah, do they got, I had, they got uh, quality wings out there? Um, I feel like everywhere in the world, if you just you got the right sauce, you can make quality wings, right? Where I'm at right now, I don't know of a wing like a go-to wing spot. Actually, no, there's like the Buffalo. I think it's there's a spot down the street, Buffalo Wing Shop, something or other. There is a Philly cheesesteak. Shout out the cheesesteak shop in Larkspur, um, right down the street from Redwood High School. Phenomenal cheesesteaks for for West Coast. I've and Buster's in the city. Buster's, great cheesesteaks. If you ever make your way to, to North Beach in San Francisco, go to Buster's. I'd be curious to see how it stacks Wait, up. Wait, so these cheesesteak places, do do they list, I think I've said this before, do they list them as cheesesteak or like Philly cheesesteak? I'll have to do a drive-by and figure that out. I don't know. I don't think Buster's in the city is super like, I think Buster's is more low-key, but the spot in Larkspur, they have like Philadelphia flyers, paraphernalia all over the place. They've got paraphernalia. You mean memorabilia? Yeah, same, same shit, same, same. <laughs> they got um, Philadelphia flyers paraphernalia. <laughs> Dude, my mom made some oatmeal this morning. I'm trying to, you know, we're keeping it healthy, but she was like, "Yo, go pick up some milk from the store," and I said, "Mom, like, I can't, I can't do milk anymore." And I had to remind her, which... Wait, have you been getting a, this this young adult, like, early onset lactose intolerance? Yeah, but this shit started in high school, and this is what I was going to say. So when I was in high school, my, head, my football coach threatened me if I didn't gain enough weight that he would just, like, run me into the ground, which I was like, well, that's, that's pretty fucking stupid because I'm just going to... You want me to lose even more weight? Yeah. But, uh, so my dad... Uh, decided it'd be a good idea for me to drink a gallon of milk every day for like a month, month or two. So I drank a gallon of milk every day. And at that age, because your metabolism is so, so quick, I was able to do it. And because we were lifting every day, I got like the most swole I've ever been in my entire life. But I felt awful after a couple months. And then basically from then on out, my body like can't prep. Can't really process lactate. So, like, if that, I have that, cr- you know, the cream pasta, fettuccine, like, all that shit, ice cream. It tastes makes good, me, but it does, it tastes on the amazing. back end, it may, it may punish you a little bit, huh? It's just doo-doo city. Like, dude, <coughs> I'm, I'm, like, in the same wave now. Like, dude, 
even in college, like when when they were giving me like goal weights to make, like I had trouble like eating that much and shit. So yeah, I would stuff a peanut butter and jelly and a chocolate milk down my throat at like eleven thirty p.m. So it would just sit there like a ball of whatever in my stomach, <laughs> and I would have that weight next morning when I got on the scale. But like I think yeah. now nowadays I cannot even like. Like my dad came home from the pet like the Penn State Creamery is like one of the, like the best like creamery whatever dairy uh, producer areas in like whatever our vicinity around the Northeast here, and I like, he used to come home with gallons and gallons of that shit and we would just go through it like it was our job or like he we would when we would go grocery shopping like he'd come home with six gallons of milk. Now I like if I want milk I like fill up like a little bit and I like take a shot of it and I like know it's gonna just hurt me the next day. Yeah. And it's like I've talked to people about this like young adults like in your mid twenties like they dealt they develop this like lactose intolerance or whatever and like I can do like what you said like I can sprinkle some cheese on a breakfast sandwich or on yeah. some pasta and it won't kill me. But if I have something that is just like lactose or like dairy dominant, it really just like it kind of sets my whole body back for like a decent amount of time. Dude, I feel it, and I think uh, I saw this on the on Twitter the other day about uh, Joey Bosa said he's consuming like he's on one of those five thousand or so calorie diets a day right now, and he just talks about how much of a of a chore it is to consume that much food and how. For a lot of us common folk, you know, eating is is pleasurable most, you know, a lot of times. But uh, yeah. when you're having to eat to, you know, make a certain weight and you're just putting back just stupid, amount, stupid amounts of food, that shit becomes not fun at all. It takes all the joy away. Yeah, or, like, Which, you watch those uh, videos of, like, Michael Phelps training for the Olympics and, like, what he eats, like, for breakfast. Like, 10,000 calories. If I ate like that, I would just, like, explode. I did come home last night after firing off a nice round at Olympic Club, and uh, oh, my yeah, mom wait, had some... What was the final score? I couldn't really tell by the scribbles on your thing. You you were, like, one or two over? Uh, no, I finished uh, three over. So it was par 71. I finished, yeah, oh, okay. 74. Of which was, I would say, it was... A couple like bad bogeys down the stretch, just some bad clubs. It was more mental than physical. Uh, mm -hmm. But I would say that was my cleanest round possibly ever. I've shot a 70. I shot 70 last year, which was even par. But I had a double or so in there. Just made a couple more birdies. But yesterday was probably the most consistent round I've, yeah, I've ever like played a in my life. Round. I was, yeah, I was, I made only pars through the first 10 holes. So I've, I made 10 pars in a row. I'm like, holy shit, here we go. Damn, yeah. Just um, like buckle up for the next eight. Like, can I hold it together? I made, I did make also, which which this was the game, I did make two birdies down the stretch, which was huge. But the biggest part was I had two putts outside of like eight feet that I needed to make to not make doubles. And I, ha I just poured them both, which yeah. felt just as good, honestly, as a birdie. Dude, I I that was agree. huge. My the re I didn't play that well yesterday when I was playing with these kids, but my flat stick was just working. I I literally dropped like I dropped one putt from like forty eight feet or some shit, and then another Damn. one that was just like very convincing from like another thirty. So I think adding those two and like all the other putts I made, I probably got close to a hundred feet in putts yesterday. So that's ultimately why I emerged victorious yesterday. You yeah. know, I wasn't the best actual skilled golfer, but. 
That's really dry for show, puffer dough, right? Come on now. I, I go back and forth on it, but at the end of the day, I, I mean, I really got to think that that putting. That's it. That's the most important club in the bag. And that, if you roll I mean, the rock, 40 you can yards scrap it around. What? 40 yards and in might be a little more important than putting. Because, like... I try to leave myself without those shots, though. I do yeah, not like exactly. Those. I just call them gross numbers. Like, I'd ra- like, I'm at the point now where I'll, I'll happily hit to, like, 95, 110 and just, like, take my medicine and, like, not look flashy hitting, like, a 7-iron on a par 5 as my second shot. But feel way yeah. more comfortable with that than blasting a four iron and like trying to like hit like a 55 like a 56 degree off a really funky lie you know yeah i had a i had a perfect number yesterday i was on uh, uh like 13 or 14 had 69 to the dot in perfect lie perfect little pin had a little back slope to help it yeah I, and uh we wound up just fucking flushing one about 25 yards over the green Oh. Uh, I I got a little ahead of myself on that one, but uh, just because of the number, you were too excited about the number. I love how I'm 27 and I still shoot that number on my rangefinder, and my head just yeah. spiral. <laughs> Dude, yeah, when I'm caddying, if I ever shoot 69 as the number, I never will tell the golfer it's 69. Like I'll always be okay. like 68 Set. or 70. Like because I don't even need, I don't need like me as a 25 year old and that guy being like a grown man even like. Like, we just say 69 and him to, like, give me, like, a look. And, like, we both laugh. It's just, like, I don't need that in my life yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my god. No, I feel it. Oh, but I don't know if I mentioned when I got home last night. Shout out, Mom. She made uh, that, that uh, the fettuccine Alfredo with the bacon, mushrooms, and the peas. With the, she used the cream, though, not the Oh, eggs. the carbonara. Not the carbonara, right. So, yeah. excuse me. I apologize to the Italian listeners we have. But yeah, that's dude, that shit just slaps. Yo, but the thing is though, that is a pure timing meal. So like it sure. has to like the heat and the addition of the water and the amount of cheese like all have to be like in sync cuz say I'm like feeling like I'm going to have two plates of it, like I'll have the first plate when it right on time and I make it it's amazing and then I go back for like another plate like whatever 30 minutes an hour later and like it's all solidified and it's just not the same so like that is definitely a timing meal and not one you like pack up and eat the next day you know thousand percent yeah that's not a left that's not a good leftover meal at all and yeah no it's not good I'm actually kind of like golf man kind of like golf cooking is all timing and patience you gotta you got to stay patient out there. You can't force it. You get excited. You know, you get excited to eat. You got to you got to let it, you know, you get some meat off the grill. You got to let that shit rest. Put some butter on it. Throw it in the foil. You got to let it rest a little bit. You can't. You dude, can't. Man, I'm just get kidding. Over I'm your hungry skis. as shit, dude. Yo, I'm <laughs> make, dude, I'm make, I got to, dude, I got ground meat in there. I'm, I'm marinating patties, but dude, I stuff the patties with butter and cheese inside it. And then, oh my God, dude, that final look when you find, when you cook it and you cut into it and you go for the split and the cheese pull, that shit. You might not have even been born yet, but uh, do you remember that show, Man vs. Food, Adam Richmond? I might not have been born yet. What does that <laughs> mean? They still show reruns of that on TV like now. I think that guy became obese or something. I hope uh, Adam Richmond, if you're listening, I hope you're all right, man. But uh, no, he went somewhere. I don't remember where it was. Uh, but that burger is called the Juicy Lucy. 
Or some some place called it that. Oh yeah, yeah. The, I do actually know what you're talking. The so juicy the, Lucy. The cheese is in the middle. But I become, I'm less and less on the burger train unless it's in and out or yeah, occasionally a couple times a year I'll get a McDonald's cheeseburger. I don't know if there's anything better in the world than that. Uh, but I'm I'm all in on the uh, smash burger hype. I, I think that's it's, what my family had last night. I said, "Fuck the Smashburger." I said, "Leave me like it's a bunch of Smashburger patties inside in the fridge," but then I'm combining them all in the one big patty and making a massive burger. But I don't go I like to this. places to. Get, I will not get burgers from unless it's like the most unique burger, like with like I don't even know how to describe what could be on like pineapple, onion rings, uh, like French fry straws, even like Pramani Bros would do, but like. Unless it's super unique, I'm not going to order, like, a bacon cheeseburger from a place. Like, I'm a big supporter of, like, I'm trying to order, like, the most obscure and unique item to your menu that I can only get at your restaurant. But back to also what you were saying about McDonald's cheeseburger, I don't get McDonald's, like, ever. Or if I do, it will never be, like, a cheeseburger or, like... Any, like it, it when you feel a little bit dirty though, and you buy back into McDonald's for one day, like on a Sunday morning, you're just like, ooh, let me get a couple McChickens or something. Those dude. do hit a little bit oh. better than you, dude. Then then go I, being an avid fast food guy, and then going yeah. back dipping dipping your wick every once every like two months. It, it it does feel good. Yeah, it does. But yeah, I mean, you really do feel like shit after. I've I've played a couple in the last like fun. couple weeks. I've played some really early rounds of golf and every time I've been like hmm I could stop at McDonald's right now and get a McGriddle oh it's so easy you just pull you just pull into the drive through all you gotta do is whip out like a couple bucks from your wallet and you got a meal but yeah you pay for it at the end of the day hot take too hot take I'm not a huge breakfast burrito guy I'd rather go the, the bagel route or even like a breakfast sandwich uh on some sort of sourdough or something but uh I think that uh, the McDonald's breakfast burritos are, are world-class. I like how small they are. They're just so crushable. If I eat a regular breakfast burrito, again, that's just like nap city for me. Like, I, I don't know. Well, because there's normally like some type of starch in there that's trying to put you to sleep, whether it's like a potato or like potato. the flour tortilla or like if some yeah, places are getting a little lot. spicy with like rice in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because that, yeah. It's just, I don't know. I'm a big supporter of, uh, I, I say this all the time, breakfast is a meal that's supposed to be made in your house by you, you know. I'll yeah. go get lunch and dinner somewhere else, but I, I trust my breakfast sandwich more than, because also, you pay whatever, not eight, nine, ten dollars for a breakfast sandwich, you get one layer of egg and one layer of meat and like a half-assed bagel. When I'm making mm-hmm. my shit, I am fucking layering that thing up dude like yeah, it is a to. fat sandwich that i could literally only, if i had a food truck in the city of philadelphia and i was offering three layers of egg two layers of bacon on a bagel i could be charging like 14 dollars for that fucking thing because it just yeah. because people will pay it and word will yeah. travel fast i don't know i've i've realized over the past few months like how much of uh, a fucking sham a lot of the food joints are that I'm, I they have been hitting my entire life. Like, they are just charging out the ass for something that I literally, not saying every time, there are exceptions, and there are places I will go to pay a pretty penny for something. Uh, but a lot of the places, I literally think, I, like, I can make a better breakfast sandwich than 90% of the breakfast sandwiches that I buy. And, like, that's, my whole thing now, yeah. too, is make a sandwich at home, 
put it in my golf bag and bring it to the course instead of buying, you know, a hot dog like like you typically oh would or buying a sandwich on well, the course. Like I just, I, that wasn't like a I typically would like me. <laughs> just like you're saying, a, like a most folks person. Would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would never get a hot dog. I already said that's the yeah. grossest fucking oh. meat ever. Yo, so while we were talking Olympic Club, they make this thing that you would actually fucking love. And uh, a lot of times if you're caddying there, they'll, the members will hook it up with one. But they, there's a thing called a burger dog. I don't know if they have these back out east. Have you heard of this? No, 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 no. Don't, do not tell me that they're smashing a hot dog into a burger and you're going to eat it. That's no, even more other way around. Other way around. Flip flop. No, I know. No, that's what I meant. I meant they, they take hot dog meat and they smash no, it flat. No, 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 no. Other way around. So they take a patty, beef patty, and they mold it into like a rectangular long hot dog. Look, it looks, it's like a long rectangular patty. And they put it on a hot dog bun and they top it with mustard, relish, ketchup. Onion is fucking awesome. Okay, Seated so bun. it's Seated it's hot dog it's ground yeah it's ground meat. It's ground meat presented as a hot dog, basically, with all hot dog toppings on a hot dog bun. I'm yes. okay with that. The cricket club so good. does this reverse thing where they they take a hot dog and they smash it flat into a patty and they serve it on a and on like a hamburger bun, and like I'm like, is this really? Is this really what you're serving right now? Like, we got the Philly cheesesteak as an option. I just we got you pulled a pork as an option. We got fucking every... We got roast pork sandwiches as an option. All right, let's see this. Are you team sandwich over a burger? Uh, yeah, what do you mean? Team sandwich all day. Some people like burgers more than sandwiches, but I'm, I'm sandwich all the way. Sandwich all the way just because you can... There's so much more freestyling you can do. Oh, burger I didn't even mention the cheese. Yeah, look at that. It... You know, it doesn't wow me. I'm not a big Wait, mustard you, guy. I'm not a big okay, relish no, gotta, guy. You don't got to put mustard on it. You don't got to put mustard. I'm I've not a big a like, condiment. Guy. I'm not a condiments guy at all, really. No ketchup? Like, I could go for some Chipotle mayo. No, I, I mean, I'll do ketchup, but I feel like ketchup is just used to, like, masquerade, like, bad Dude, or dry flavor. Like, I, like peop, people put ketchup on, like, steak. Ketchup on cheesesteaks, ketchup on chicken. It's like that means the meat is just dry and doesn't taste good, and you need to fucking force it down your throat with a shit ton or of ketchup. Shitty eggs. Ketchup actually can can save shitty eggs. Yeah, but Sometimes. if you fuck up eggs, you're just bad at cooking. Well, that's a lot of people. Uh, oh, yo, listen to this. Jordan, my roommate that you met, is yeah. the biggest ketchup guy I've ever met, and this is where oh I my God. he he will make. Like those egg noodles that you get at the store, and I don't know if he puts like a little bit of butter on it, but he douses the noodles in ketchup. It is the most foul thing. Oh. I, Jordan, Ooh, if you listen to this, I think what? you should go to jail for a week. Crazy, bro. Wait, just egg noodles Fucking with ketchup mental. on them. Yeah, dude, that that <laughs> guy should go to a mental institution for that, dude. Jordan, let's get you some help, brother. If you're listening, oh my god, we're here for you, Jordan. Dude. Jordan, dude, you were on my good side. Now you're on my <laughs> shit list, dude. That is so absurd, funny. dude. And oh my Jordan's god, on, it's probably, Jordan's and, on thin ice, <laughs> dude. He's on thin ice for sure. That is the most obscene thing I've ever heard of in my life. Like I, I get know. mad at like, 
Like, you ever seen somebody eat a breakfast sandwich and they got so much ketchup on it that they bite the bagel and, like, ketchup, like, shoots out the top of it? No. Like, I, like, dude, oh, my God. Ketchup is put, so gross sometimes. Do you put hot sauce only on breakfast sandwiches? No, dude. I, I'm, oh. I'm, like, I only, I'm very picky with my condiments. Like, I will use hot sauce. I will use chipotle mayo. Like, I will use dressing on salad, obviously. But... I'm I'm not a supporter of it unless you like truly truly need it, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm a big like spices and just pure flavor and let's see okay. what you can cook. Like like yeah, I'll make these crazy little like ruse or like broths or type of sauces with condiments, but that becomes the whole meal. It's not like a I finish the meal, now let me grab a shit ton of ketchup from the fridge and dump it all on top of it, you know. It's That's worked great. into the meal, you know. It's part of the meal and becomes one. Definitely. Well, now I'm hungry as shit, so. Yeah, I mean, good thing I just ate and I don't need to. But, dude, I'm actually going to a I'm, I'm going to a BYOB pasta bar later for dinner. It's going to be pretty electric down in the city. Not going to be BYOBing, but going to definitely be consuming some pasta. It should be damn good. I overheard some women I was catting for the other day talk about how good it was, and I just kind of nudged the woman on the side. I was like, hey, uh what was that place called? Is that down in the city? And I just stored it in my phone and tapping into it later for the first time. I'm pretty excited. God, I'm yeah. hungry. All right, let's, yeah, let's yeah. keep this rolling. We're just ripping food here. Let me just, yeah. let me just get a name for you real quick. In the Behind the scenes, we, uh, Stove and I take some notes down. We, we, we have some general themes for where we want the pod to go. And I, I can tell you confidently that food was nowhere in the notes. This is, I, uh, we are just I don't have going. Well, I mean, I had to mention the wings, but once once you bring wings up, then it just unlocks Pandora's box. All right, so I'm going to Fiorella in oh. in the city. It looks like it's about uh, it's, sounds it's about 13th, 12th, 11th, 10th. It's somewhere around 9th Street and probably South Street in the city, more towards the water. But I will be there later, coming back with a review at some point. But can we get into what I just endured this past week? Yes, please enlighten All right. us. All right. Well, I went to, I went to the Savannah Bananas, which is uh, basically the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball in Trenton, New Jersey. I went to two concerts, Goth Babe and Mount Joy, and you're actually hitting Mount Joy in a little bit, right? A week or two. Next and week, yeah. Then I, I hiked it up. I didn't have a loop on Sunday. I hiked it up to the Live Golf in Bedminster, New Jersey. So, I've just been trying to. Damn. You know, explore a little bit, but yo, before Bedminster too, I went to Princeton University, got to see the beauty, the beauty that is Princeton University, and I hit a legendary sandwich shop, Hoagie Haven. Shout out Hoagie Haven, serving up some of the more unique sandwiches that you've ever heard of. I don't remember all the names, but Sanchez, Fat Lady, Middle Finger, um, Gaucho, I think is one. Uh, just a couple, just names off the top of my head. Just obscure comments. Like they, one has mini soft shell, mini hard shell tacos in the sandwich. There's mozzarella sticks in the sandwich. There's Whoa. fried mac and cheese bites in some of the sandwiches. Like they really are pulling it out of their ass. Wow. And sometimes it's a little obscure of a taste. May not be for everyone, but for a sandwich savant or a connoisseur like myself, as long as you got a good roll. I'm fucking trying whatever you got on your menu. It so sounds like a stoner. That. It sounds like a stoner sandwich shop. Um, 
It is, but it's also in the heart of Princeton's campus, so you can't really label it as a stoner type of deal. But uh, I, Studi- uh, it's a studious sandwich shop, then maybe. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's where all the great thinkers you're go. You're worn out. Their minds. You're worn out from all that study and all those book hitting. You, you go over and get a sando. Ease your mind, a I sando. guess. All right, yo, Savannah. All right, let me get the Savannah Bananas, Trenton, New Jersey. They sell out everywhere they go, but minor league stadiums are not ready for what comes when they come to town. It was an absolute shit show to try and get into that place on top of Trenton already being the shit show it is, dude. It is literally like it was mayhem there, and there's already people all over the streets, like sitting on the stoops of their of their houses and stuff, like meandering around the roads, riding little motorized bike. Yeah. Dude, they oh, sell wow. out in seconds. And, like, they sell their tickets flat rate $25, and the scalpers and the bots just buy them and put them up for $200, and people still come. It's, like, insane. Damn. And, all right, so just for people who aren't familiar, um, it's a two-hour total game, regardless of how many innings they get in. So it's just a running clock, two hours, and they have entertainment oh, awesome. planned the entire time. You score in the innings, but you ultimately only can win the innings. So say they score 27 runs in the first inning and the other team scores none, it's only one to nothing. So they basically just try and play there and get to nine innings. The founder, his name is Jesse Cole, he has just an avid love for baseball, and eventually that ran out when he realized he couldn't take it to the pro level or somewhere up there, the collegiate level above that. So he... Like wanted to start this thing. I haven't watched the documentary. Apparently, there's a documentary on how it started. And when they first came out with the idea, nobody is going to these games. And now they fucking pack the stands. And like, there's weird uh, rules such as like any pass ball, the batter just takes off to first, like it's a live ball. If any there's a walk, ball. it's not any pass ball. You just take off. If you hit a foul ball into the stands, if it's caught by a spectator, it's an out. If you get walked, the runner has to make it to second base, but as the fourth ball comes in on the walk, the catcher throws it around. Every fielder has to touch the ball once before the batter can make it to second base, and then he's safe. Uh Also, everybody's wearing costumes. There's a person on stilts. There's a person wearing an Astro helmet. There's There's like a a really flexible first base coach like doing putting his like legs behind his head they're hitting the cotton eye joe in the middle of the field um, i feel like i'm on acid right also now. just because like i felt like i was on acid when i was there <laughs> dude it was fucking mayhem Holy shit. but they're also like all the players are like running around the field the whole time like even if they're not in or they're waiting to bat so i'm convinced that the balls are a little bit more flat and dead because there was only one home run as well and uh I'm just convinced just for, like, injury sake and, like, for the safety of the fans and the people involved in the event that the balls are a little flat. You can tell when they swing their wood bats. It just doesn't make that same pop, which it makes sense. But, like, the ump is, like, the ump is, like, hitting, like, he's, like, like doing this shit, like, as the pitch is coming in. And then when he's, like, when there's a strike, he, like, turns around and does, like, a Cristiano Ronaldo, like, one of these. He goes, you're out of here and shit like that. And then it's so just a bunch shit. of nonsense. They were doing the, they were doing, they were doing the hey, hey baby. Oh, that's awesome. <sighs> I want no. Like they were just getting everybody involved, dude. It was sick. Yo, sidebar wow. though, um, I need to go. flat balls compared to 
Yeah, yeah, dude. If Savannah Bananas come out west, it's a it's a high price on a ticket, but it's worth it. Yo, sidebar on flat balls though. So my friend, he just went up to Fenway this past weekend or two weekends ago to see their childhood friend was making his debut in the MLB for the Blue Jays, and this guy launched two home runs in three games. Damn. And the the first thing, oh, his first ever at bat too. He was batting a thousand. He hit a home run almost out of Fenway Park in his first career wow. MLB at bat. Sick, sick. But the first your thing, buddy, they your buddy and his get, family must have been going crazy. I mean, for sure. But dude, they so the That's kid like comes it. out after the game to talk to him, and the first thing he says to him is, "Yo." Like, in the minors, the ball does not pop off the bat like that. Like, there is something in the balls in the MLB. And really? I, I'm for it. I'm for it. But it definitely is not shocking. Like, this guy's well, saying that the ball is popping off the bat. And, I mean, I understand why. But it's just like, it's like, eh, kind of kind of kills it a little bit in my mind. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't surprise me, per se, but... Then we know we know you're up to something, MLB. We know you're trying to you know scratching clawing for viewers. I don't know if the Giants are using those balls then, because we fucking are skidding right now. I went to the game on Friday against the Rangers. <laughs> got to see got to see the OG Bruce Bochy. Yeah, Bochy. Dude, it was cool. They did like a cool video tribute for him on the on the outfield uh, screen. It was it was pretty awesome and he got a standing O which was which was really cool. But dude we had fucking two hits going into the ninth inning and we hit a triple in the ninth, scored one run and uh dude it was so fucking boring. I was like, I, I don't know when the next time we'll go to a baseball game will be. Um Yeah. Just but that park is baseball. so electric dude. It is. I we went and got crab sandwiches, uh in like oh, the seventh that's inning. A great stadium treat. Dude, it's good. Really good. They got crab. It's like crab, nice crab meat, little sauce, and then they got a tomato on there on a sour, on a toasted sourdough. Fucking really good. But that's like the you problem. That was the highlight sourdough. of the. I love sourdough. But that was the that yeah. was the highlight of. You're the, talking about food, yeah. Yeah, and it was just like our team, dude. We have two good starting pitchers. We're always throwing our bullpen guys. Like start, they're having to start games. They started last night. We got fucking shelled by the Rays last night. Like. Just all bad for the Giants right now, and I Dude, I gotta jump to like the second. Opposite for the Phillies. We're gonna have to pick this up. So I had this take this morning, and it yeah, was exactly this: the Giants. We're gonna continue to skid probably for a couple weeks or so, and then I think we will pick up some momentum because that's just what we do typically. We'll pick up momentum. We'll maybe sneak into the playoffs, and then all of the Giants fans, including myself. We'll think because whenever the Giants make it to October, we're like, all right, we got a shot to win the World Series. But we don't because we're, our fucking pitching staff sucks. Uh, yeah. So it's just like I'm kind of giving up hope right now. I'm just going to tell myself that this oh, season Oh, the hometown boys give it. He moves back so you know home what? just to give up on his boys. You know what? This is me At saying if the Giants, if the Giants come through. It. Dude, if the Giants come through in the postseason, I will lay my sword down and be like, yo, like, I'm not on this wagon right now because I wrote them off. So, Oh, he's he, you're writing them off now, though. Writing them oh off, God. dude. I don't see it. Dude, I, don't see the, I don't see the path forward. For I don't see the Phils, man. Dude, Phils got Lorenzen at the trade deadline, and he goes out and gets an eight an eight inning start his first time around and throws a no-no his second time around, man. The Phils seem like they Lor- made the moves. 
Jared Lorenzen from K- the Kentucky quarterback. You remember that, that guy? Jared, the hefty lefty. <laughs> Dude, that motherfucker's 300 pounds playing quarterback. He's a lefty oh, white guy. Like, yeah, but they don't make Michael, him like that anymore. Michael Lorenzen. Yeah, they don't make Whatever him. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, what is it? A couple hours later, I just the Ocho. yeah ESPN eight. Um, so what? You just had a meeting and to finish off the work day, and I bowed yeah. out for a couple hours to play a horrendous nine holes of golf. Quit in the middle, not quit in the middle. We were playing with five, and we had a twosome behind us, so I just felt wrong making bad swings. And I'm playing tomorrow morning, so. Yeah. I just walked off and hit hit the bench inside for a little. It actually rained as soon as I walked off, so that's just my luck. Uh, I always get lucky in random shit like that. Seems like you guys have had a lot of rain this summer, like a lot of a lot of storms. I mean, that was how it was in Baltimore, I guess. Yeah, it's just like it's this time of year and like just around like four or five o'clock. It's it's not unheard of with the, especially yeah. if the humidity's high that a storm kind of rolls through it and is out. It, it's almost dude. It gets hot up here to the point like at times you think it's like humid and it's almost like Florida esque at times, and that's just like how hot I guess the Earth is becoming. I think it said like the current climate of Philadelphia or Pennsylvania is like is like Atlanta 50 years ago. I think oh. that's a, a true a true stat, like from the ni- 1970s Atlanta. Hot bowl of soup. No, thank you. Yeah. Wait, so... Is there anything worse um, than hot soup on a hot day? Anything worse? Um, Hot soup on a hot day. That is... That's a crazy call. I can't even say I would ever tap into that. Yeah, well, yeah we're not going down... We're not going down the food. We're not going down the food path again. That just made me think of the. That just made me think of uh, the gumbo that I had last weekend. Um, but let's yeah, let's just cut it off from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just stop it right there. All right, let's just dive right into it. I um I went up to on Sunday. I didn't have a loop, so I I already mentioned that I rollerbladed around Princeton, hit Hoagie Haven, one of the most unique sandwich spots around. But then. I went on up to uh, Bedminster, New Jersey, where the Donald Trump course is, and there was a live golf event there. I don't exactly do they have specific names, or it just is it just live golf at Trump Bedminster or whatever. I think it's like just I don't even. I don't think they have sponsors. Yeah. Sponsors aren't quite comfortable with yeah. associating with the live brand yet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're bridging the gap soon enough, but. Yeah. So I didn't really know what I was walking into. I know the rules are like slightly different at the live golf stuff, but I had no idea it's a shotgun start even on Sundays too. Like I understand there's like teams and whatnot, like games. Did you just hear that me- that message notification or no? Yep. You did? Damn it. Uh, sweating like a fucking right, grease so... monkey in here. Holy shit. Yeah, no, no AC is a tough look. All right, so Live Golf did not know Shotgun Star, especially on Sundays. They just put the leaders off one, obviously, so you can just they can play the course pretty routinely. I just think uh, from what I saw and like the the where because I where I walked in was like hole fifteen sixteen area, 
the the non-leader groups because like these guys all understand that you know if cam smith is nine under and whatever somebody's four over they're not that good at golf to the point where they're going to shoot they're going to make up 13 strokes so i almost think it's like encouraged that the non-leader groups you know entertain the crowd like get around the course post your score but don't dilly dally too much because when it's all said and done we want those early groups, those non-competitive groups done, especially if they're finishing on 13, we want yeah. them done and that whole crowd making their way to 18 for when that final group makes it around. So I noticed the guy, because especially like someone like Brooks Kepka or DeChambeau, they weren't really even in it, and obviously they're elite-level golfers. But, you know, they were kind of laughing a little little more laid back and you know I, I watched them like play some real shots but you could just tell it wasn't as serious as they would be taking yeah. you know the masters or the u.s open when they show up for those events um one thing i did appreciate just because obviously the uh the split opinion on the owner of the course mr donald trump uh it was very lightly attended from what i was talking to some fans in the area if they've been to other events it was lightly attended but i personally did not care because me being a little taller i could walk up to any green any tee box people were either getting out of my way or i would have no problem getting like a a field of vision of exactly what i wanted to see so I just kind of did my own thing. I, I really walked the course backwards, honestly. Just I wanted to see every hole. The only hole I didn't get to see was 14. But it's a gorgeous plot of land, honestly. There's two courses. There's It's the old and the new course. So from what I've gathered from just talking to people, uh, Trump built it uh, like 26, 27 years ago. And it's just, it really is a good, good golf course man so many like i'm a sucker for water features but the bunkers are massive the rough was high like i walked right on that first hole i'm talking about that i walked in this guy hit a four iron on a par five and it came over the green and like it landed in the rough right in front of me you couldn't even see the ball but obviously he goes up and down for birdie like these guys are legit but yo they're playing like not intense like beat dropping dubstep but they're playing like cool vibe edm like on the tee boxes on the greens like everybody's screaming stuff at the golfers like there is it is a little golf but louder type of vibe there's a there's a kid zone in the middle there's like a fast pitch there's a a chipping spot they had mario kart they had a water station they had a big fan spraying water they had a bar that was like spritzing mist on you as you were sitting at the bar so like and kids under 12 are free, so that's the draw for the young crowd to get there. That's the draw for the parents to get there and bring your young kids. So they actually do a really, really good job at like getting people in there and like broadcasting to like a bigger demographic of people. The other thing is they know being the live, they have you know elite golfers, not just from America, but from all over the world. They even like on the holes, they even feel like they needed to list that it's not just like 412 yard par four, it's a under it writes like 403 meter par four, also. So, like, they really, they really kind of try to inclusive, yeah. And it's just the stripped down etiquette is nice, everybody's wearing shorts, and and like, I don't know, it's it was definitely different, but I, I just I personally have never been to even a PGA event. Because, like, some they don't even let you take your phone into. Am I correct, right? Uh, Can't you not take your phone into Augusta? Augusta? All right. Yeah, I like that. I think that's awesome. 
oh, that's freaking sick. But yeah. it was just like it was a different vibe because I, I didn't really know what I was walking into. But, the, yeah, the, the weirdest thing had to be the shotgun start on Sundays. But, like you know, I got to see Cam Smith tee off. Did, like he had a big crowd following the whole I the okay so the only reason I left is I was going to the Mount Joy concert that night and they uh, didn't have an opener they played two sets so I needed to hightail it back to Philly to make it to the concert but so if if the final group if Mickelson uh Burmeister if and Cam Smith if they were all competitive I maybe would have stayed for the final pairing to make it around because again I had no problem getting right up front and center to that 18th green if I really wanted to but. Phil put like two balls in the water on one hole. Like he was out of it and off the the leaderboard. Even his name wasn't even up there. Like halfway through the round, so I I really like the Patrick Reed was like yeah Patrick Reed was in second when I left and he was like three groups ahead of Cam Smith. So yo, know, I asked the guy that was walking around. He said he said Patrick Reed didn't have much to say to him and he was uh, not too fond of the guys driving him around. I was like yeah, that's that's kind of funny, but I don't know. It, <laughs> but i don't know yeah it was really cool apparently there's a corn ferry tour in in jersey in like two weeks so i might have to go check right. that out and see what that that vibe is like compared to live but now i definitely need to make it to some pga event and in the local philly area the greater philadelphia area there isn't pro golf coming until 2026 Dude. i believe at aronomy yeah. that's something to note is like there are i don't know how many pga tour events there are every year but they're in the you know it's probably close to I don't know, 50 or so, I would think. And I would say Philadelphia is a top 10 golf city, actually easily top 10 uh, golf city in the country. And the fact that there isn't yeah, maybe top five. There, there's not an annual stop in Philly. There's not an annual stop in Chicago, San Francisco. There is in L.A. Um, well, I just think those are more like – I just think those like are more like tourist destination places like San Diego and LA and like they have these big booming like courses that they want to show off on the grand stage. I feel like in Philadelphia from what I noticed is like and just being around here caddying the, the members of these clubs like they love their golf. They really a, love golf, yeah. but they don't want they don't want the outsiders in. They just love like that, their little that niche large... that they've been in. That is a large, the, large part of it. The yeah. history of golf, too. The densely populated amount of courses in, in the Philadelphia area. like, And from what I read in history, like these these architects like Tillinghast and Flynn and Donald Ross, like they all went to the same architect school in Philadelphia. And they, like, they weren't like enemies. It wasn't like a competition of like, you know, I want to build the best golf course. They were scratching each other's backs, like helping each other build these courses. And that's why the product that comes out of this area is such phenomenal golf. Cause I yeah. can literally from my house right now drive like 10, 20 minutes in each direction. I could list off at least, Dude, at crazy. least 20 courses, at least 20 courses yeah. and like challenging ass courses. Yeah. It's, it's insane. That is such a good point though. Uh, a lot of the, um, a lot of the, I guess the nicest, golf courses in the city here and in philly in la like the common theme is that they're all private and yeah it does take a lot to like put private on as tournament. shit yeah private uh-huh as shit. and we and your and your course gets destroyed like they don't want their yeah. course it's not destroyed but it's a massive but, like people don't realize how much yeah. goes into it and how much time goes into it in preparation and money yeah it's a yeah but it just sucks because there like are like some so of the grass leagues. gets ruined 
Dude, like the la- I mean, last weekend the tournament at uh, was it TPC Summerlin and or whatever the- I think that called that the right name, but it was in uh, Memphis. Like that course is just so eh, and like it just sucks because there are so many incredible Ross McKenzie Tillinghast courses in this country, and people like the best players in the world a lot of times aren't really playing on the best courses. Obviously, they are playing on you know pe- the Pebbles and Rivieras and all that yeah. every year in Augusta, but like. Yeah, there's a lot those of are like tourist that don't spots. Get a lot of, uh, yeah, and, and these professional golfers are playing a lot of like middle of the road, whatever courses, and like the entertainment value. Yeah, that they just on put is on. Very, it's very just whatever. It's very corporate. I mean, FedEx yeah, like, was this. FedEx is the sponsor of the you know the FedEx Cup, and they're running the show. So it's all about money. It's not about they don't give a shit about the entertainment value or how great the course is, whatever. Uh, yeah, and like they obviously they do like I I think there were there was the BMW was at Wilmington Country Club in Delaware this a little like a, good, a couple months that ago was a good venue. that that was a fire course but like still like they put on for that like I like they might even add like an extended tee box on some holes like stuff that isn't always there because they know they need to make it more challenging or more appealing to the eye test so yeah. like they get a little more respect yeah but also, sidebar uh, real quick. I was uh, I I I ran into my boys, not my boys, but the boys from uh, Country Club adjacent there. I was actually DMing them the day before because they threw up this story and they were like in like the North Jersey, Philadelphia area, looking for somewhere to play golf. So I just like said, screw it, swiped up. I was like, yo, come to Lulu. Like I got you guys. Can you guys play in the afternoon? Like I'm caddying in the morning. If you guys could play in the afternoon, I could throw you in on guest times. And they even responded, and they were like, yeah, we could play it at three. And I checked the sheet, and it, like, had just filled up, like, all the open foursomes at three. And I was like, yo, does 410 work? And they never got back to me. But, of course, as soon as I walk in, again, right on that first hole, 16, I turn around, and there's, like, Griff and, and Jake and, and Mark's Walls and fucking Blake. And I just walk up to them, I'm like, yo, yo, guys, what's up? Uh, which one of you was working the Instagram yesterday? And it, it was Jake. So I just, like, was like, yo, what's up, man? I just – I was throwing that out to you. I was the kid asking you if – you wanted to come play Lulu like I saw you guys ran into some rain yesterday wherever you got on I was like I wish you guys had hit me up it would have been sweet if you come down and and play Lulu like that would have been awesome for for them for me and for for Lulu dude it would have been awesome for the little hype for Lulu where are they based out of I again I don't really know I've been watching them for a while I should definitely know this but dude if you follow them on social media they're all over the place man yeah. they're playing courses elite courses all over the country that one that uh oh my god I oh fuck I'm not I'm not even gonna, I can't remember the name I'm not gonna butcher it so I'm not even gonna go into it but they played this one like mountain course uh I'm not even gonna do it but they played Where? this one that I sent to Nick Gray that I th- it's in central I'm, I'm not again i'm gonna butcher it but it, i was gonna i would recommended that to nick gray dude i don't want to butcher it it's like in like <laughs> fucking wyoming or some shit oh. it's like big like big cedar or some shit like that oh, i don't cedar fucking know Lodge, dude. That might, that's in missouri it's like the ozone yeah yeah yeah, yeah that I'm place looks fucking you, sick yeah Whatever course that place looked legit. I threw that out to Nick Gray, dude. I threw that out to Nick Gray when we were deciding on where we're gonna go play golf at the end I'm, of uh, uh, caddy season. But I'm we're going off. to Pinehurst now. I know it's fire. Uh, I'm off Big Cedar Lodge and anything in the Ozarks because I watched the the television show, and uh, I don't think I'm ever gonna get past it. Uh, 
Oh my god, you, you would hold a grudge like that. Not even a grudge, I'm just spooked. Yeah. That's all I'll be thinking about when I'm there. That's fucking whack. I, I've only seen a couple episodes of Ozark. I never really got into it, but... Nah, for real, though. There's, there's, there's not a, a show guy. What? I'm just not a show guy. I haven't seen the ones yeah. that you want me to watch. Yellowstone, fucking... I don't, I don't watch Yellowstone. What What one? Oh, Succession. 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 Shit, That's your show. That's the shit. Still haven't tapped into that. All right, what, um, what did you have to say? Because I just kind of ripped it off right there on Liv. Yeah, I wonder if there's any Liv events coming to the West Coast. So they had one in Portland last year, but I don't know when they'll be back. But I would... I would be curious to go check it out for sure. And I think there are some cool things that they're doing, 100%. I just don't think that the golf world in general at a high level takes it that seriously, which is totally fine. Like, those guys, again, I'm I'm not here to, like, protest live at all. Like, those guys went and got their bags. Like, I would probably do the exact same thing. I just think... And they're all elite still. Yeah. Well, some of them suck. They got some shitty players on there. But they obviously have some of the top-tier guys as well. But I, I just think from a competitive standpoint... They can say all they want, but like at the end of the day, it's not like yeah. PGA I mean, you grow up wanting to. It's, it's peak Scotty Scheffler. It's peak Rory McIlroy. It's peak Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, you you know you like, grow up your whole life watching the Masters in the U.S. Open. Obviously, that's not PGA Tour, but yeah, yeah. But you I, grow I think, up wanting to be a part of that and not a yeah. part of some outside league that has just emerged because of yeah. a shit ton of money backing it. You know. Yep, and I, I don't think it's a bad thing because I think at the end of the day, competition drives everything forward, and I think that, you know, the PGA Tour might start adopting some of the things that Liv might do. Not, you know, not the short shit, not the music shit, but honestly, even like, you know, the every teams sporting, is cool. I like the oh, I teams. Eh, I think there's opportunities for teams event throughout the year from time to time in the on the tour. But yeah, I, yeah, not every week, every, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do like the concept, though, because every, you know, baseball, basketball, football, they play music throughout the game, you know, in between lull moments and whatnot. Yeah. It would be cool. It's tough with golf because there's just holes and tee boxes and greens everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But if they played a little bit of something here and there, I mean, that could be cool. Uh, but overall, again, I think that the, 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 the invention of live is only going to drive the PGA Tour golf forward. Golf farther. I gonna, and, yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's only, only going to drive it forward. At the end of the day, we're going to have a tougher time getting tee times because more and more people are going to like golf now. So Exactly, dude. People grow up. Like, even now, I say, dude, if I had, if like, if, like, my dad, my dad and my mom had three boys, like, we all had to play football. Not had to, but we all played football, basketball, baseball growing up. If I have boys, I'm sending up to the golf course, man, 100%. Even if I have girls, I'm sending them to the golf course. Come 100%. on now. Yeah. All right. Can I just, can I just do one, two more, two more things about Liv? Um, after being well, not just live. Um, so, unless you're really, 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 really into live golf, it's you're the best seat still on the couch nowadays. Like, I get it. I get it. Boots on the ground was really cool. I was in, I was jaw on the floor for like the whole day. But even walking out of there, I was like, the TV is so good, the HD is so good. But my dad said the commentators on the live are ass. And my other thing is just the security was not that tight the first thing it says is no uh outside cameras specifically used for videotaping and then right under says no selfie stick what do i walk in with my 360 camera and my selfie stick i'm like dude well, these <laughs> people don't really 
and I take a video, and I'm like, if anybody asks, though, the 360 camera literally looks like a vape, so it's, like, kind of funny. Really? It's, like, just this little, th- yeah, it's just, dude, the 360 cam is crazy. It's not, like, this thing I have to hold in front of my face and do this. It's literally this big and this thick, and it looks Wait, like, so like a big USB or, like, a vape. When you're blading around, you just hold it in your hand? Yeah, I had it all fucked up. Well, I have the, it's attached to a selfie stick, so then I extend uh, it out. That's how I get, like, the extended field of view. But I fucked up when I first had it. Like, I'm, like, riding around, like, trying to keep it in front of my face. And now I just – all you got to do is hold it. And then in the post-edit, I just drag and put a target on my body. And then it just locks in on my body. Okay. Dude, uh, when I – obviously, I didn't think this. But when I first watched, like, the video you posted of you blading with the, with that 360 thing – I, my mind was like, wait a second, is that thing, like, following Ryan? Like, is it, like, fucking just, like, floating in the air, like, following his hair? Because that's what it looks like, which is fucking crazy. It looks like some, it either looks like someone's, like, on my ass, or there's yeah. a drone just, like, over my shoulder. Um, would that, would that be cool? Wait, hold up, get, like, hold up. In case you're wondering where these videos are found looper bloopers on instagram is where all these videos are being posted golf content blading content cooking content and anything else that i'm thinking of looper bloopers on instagram give us a follow sandbag and pod on instagram give us a follow all right you go i played uh this past weekend i went with uh, a couple of buddies we played a lynx golf course up on uh, a little north of where i'm at now in, in bodega bay shout out the lynx at bodega harbor um which I was said, great I always word, bodega bodega it's a great word but afterward the real treat we went over to uh i was ragging on my buddies because whenever we play golf typically if we have to you know get in the car for 45 minutes we usually just show up play leave and everyone goes home and goes their separate ways and i'm like you know my friends i was with none of us live in the same city anymore and i was like yo we should go my initial thought was like yo let's go get some oysters after this and like grab some beers of course we we were still fire Oh, dude, shout out the Marshall store in Point Reyes, fire oysters, they got fire garlic bread, tri-tip sandwiches, great beer, phenomenal spot. Anyway, we didn't wind up hitting it. Instead, we drove inland um, into the what was called the Russian River, where, like you might know of, like, Pliny the Elder, the beer. That's where that is uh, created. So we went to the Russian River, and we hit up Northwood Golf Course, which, uh, let's see. Yeah, it's so like Russian River is kind of like it's kind of a hippie spot and kind of a tweaker. Like there's a lot of like, you know, there's some psychedelics going on up in the river, that, and it's all in the redwood forest. So there's like Goat it's Hill just vibes. kind of notorious for like drifters, whatever. Just kind of interesting vibes up there. It's very eclectic. Uh, but we played Northwood, which is an Austin McKenzie golf course. It's nine holes, and it was built in 1928. And I did some research because, as I mentioned, like Meadow Club up the road is a McKenzie course. He got busy in that area. Oh, big time. So that's why I got to look in. I went on uh, the internet a couple days ago and and looked at McKenzie's sort of history of the courses that he built. I was blown away. It literally, I had to like keep scrolling down the screen to look at all the (sighs) courses that he created. And it's all over the world. It's Ireland. It's Australia. He's got uh, oh, the Jockey what? Club in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Um, Damn. But then just specifically in, in the Northern California area, 1928, he also built Cypress, Cypress Point, which is yeah. top two most famous courses in the world. 
He also built the Valley Club in Montecito, which is in Santa Barbara, which is fucking like where Oprah Winfrey's a member. Like it's big time. Um, Oprah, Oprah built- got that nice five iron, bro. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Oprah plays golf. He also built Pasa Tiempo, which is in Santa Cruz. I played there last year. It's one of the best courses I've ever played in my life. Best greens. I'm convinced Mackenzie makes the best greens in the world. He also built Crystal Downs in Michigan. He built that in 1929. He built Meadow Club Damn. in 27. These are all in a couple years. Crazy. These are all 1927, 28. And then basically five years later, he made Augusta in 1933. I was just floored by how many golf courses that this guy has his has his name attached to have the have those like any of those courses you named like i don't know if you know this but like have they even been like refurbished or redone are they still the original mckenzie designs so to my knowledge northwood is the same golf course that it was in 1928 and i believe that because these are the like the greens are very small the course isn't super long Every, basically every fairway and green, it's all tree-lined with redwoods. And the greens have some of the craziest slopes and undulations you've ever seen. And they keep it like the, the vibe of the course fits the vibe of the area because the greens are fuzzy. The tee boxes are fine, but it's not like a super pure course necessarily. Yeah, but it's, it's not got, like polished off. But the bones are incredible and just like the overall vibe is is really really cool it's almost some some might say it's a spiritual experience out there low-key but yeah i wound up playing a match against rag shout out uh myself for winning the Rigetti. match i won a i won a mug yeah Rigetti. i won a mug a uh, northwood mug which i'll uh i'll probably be be drinking coffee out of that for years to come Dude, that's kind of cool if you like if you travel to a course with like a bunch of friends like you play for yo like not for money you gotta buy me something from the pro shop that's yeah. a fucking great idea. And we've always played for swag, but I'm starting to get to the point where it's like, yo, I got too many polos. I have too many hats. Like, whatever. Like, that stuff's great. But at this point, I'm like, yo, I want like a coffee mug or a beer mug or a fucking plate, you know, or like some something yeah. kind of different, whatever. Um, but yeah, if anyone ever finds Especially the ones in- that are like special to you, too. Yeah, exactly. So, like the ones that like really resonate in your head for like years to come. Yeah, I mean, it's not out of the question for me to be drinking out of that coffee cup when I'm 95 years old. Like you done, you know? We'll see. But anyway, if any, that'll be a hell of a life. Oh, I'm living. I'm living <laughs> old, baby. Um, but yeah, if anyone strong is like uh, an ox, strong like bull. If anyone is up in Northern California, Russian River area, go check out Northwood. Also, the tea time's like fifteen dollars. Which is sick. So they got That's a great unreal. little pub, little bar there. It's awesome. And then Damn. you can you can go jump in a cold river right down the street as well. Are we are we hitting a, little, a new seggy here? Yeah, new, new seggy yours. time. What's it what are we all presenting right. this by? Um all right, well, we will present this by uh but we're gonna audible. We're gonna audible. Um we're getting to the end of the summer. It's starting to get a little bit cooler out. Not today. It's humid, but you know, you, you got to go to your old faithful when it gets a little cold out and the best cheesesteak in Philadelphia that has been coming on the scene the last three years. I know everybody knows it at this point, but you just got to shout it out. Angelo's Pizzeria on 9th and Fitzwater in South Philadelphia. They have invented, not invented, brought the Cooper Sharp to the Philly cheesesteak and that cheese 
provides the perfect amount of gooey. American cheese is fine. Whiz is fine. But Cooper Sharp, oh my gosh, do that in a seated roll. Those guys, they're there three in the morning making their bread, their fresh bread daily, dude. These guys know how to do it. And it's not just the cheesesteak, the pizza, the meatball, the even I had, the I've had pizza, a turkey sandwich from the turkey there. Sandwich. It's all good. Uh, but good. this place, I'm not kidding. From the minute it opens, dude, it opens at like 11 o'clock. You cannot even get through on the phones. I've called this place really? one time on my walk, just three blocks there. 200 times, I'm not kidding. And it goes right to fucking voicemail. And you just have to get lucky that you call at that right moment. And if not, it's not a crazy wait if you just go and order. They're a factory, so they're pumping, pumping, pumping. But it's only like a 30-minute wait at the most. But to try and get in on the phones, especially on like a Sixers game night or a Sunday the Birds play or something like that, good fucking luck getting in the door there, dude. That place is the truth, though. That actually reminds me because... I am fucking coming to Philly. I'm oh, yeah, Philly. I remember you said that. I'm storming into Philly, December 3rd, Niners at the link. We got, dude, we I'm going to fucking... have to get a ticket and go with you. I'm going to have to go with you, dude. I don't My even buddy... have any dogs in the fight. I'm going to put you on in the city, too. I'm going to show you all the spots. Oh my god, dude! There's this jazz bar we gotta hit where these like where these old guys just get up there, and it's not even a big place, and they just they don't even have their eyes open. They're just like rattling the drums a little bit, dude. Bob and Barbara's. Oh my god, dude! Right. Little but I'll make jazz. This clear. I'll make this clear. I'm not coming for the fucking jazz. I'm not coming for the Philly cheesesteaks. I'm not coming for all the bullshit and the hoopla. I'm coming for a fucking dub. We got we got a little oh bit of revenge. God. To be had. It's the most hostile environment in the NFL, dude. That's what I'm I a keep hearing. Everyone fan. says, don't come. Don't come to Philly. Fuck that. I'm coming. We're weathering the storm. Uh, yeah, you, uh, I'm, you and I'm wear a jersey, but don't wear your nicest jersey, okay? You're going to get nah. shit thrown at you all night. Mustard poured on you. Beers chucked at you. So you're saying Bro, it's, I went like and ine- wa- it's like inevitable that I'm going to get shit tossed yeah. on me? Like, Bro, if you win, if if the Niners win, you, bro, you will get verbally abused, physically abused. Like, if you I are get, getting murdered before you I get think out I, of there, I think I, I think I'm going to wear, like, a black sweatshirt and, like, throw on a beanie or whatever. Put the jersey over the sweatshirt during the game. And then as soon as either we win or lose, I'm taking that shit off. I'm stuffing it in my sweatshirt. And I'm I'm covering my – I'm getting out of there. You know? It's a business Yeah, I trip. mean, that – it's an intelligent move. Like, I do. When I go, me and my dad go to Eagles Cowboys I just want to get a win. Yeah, when we go to Eagles Cowboys games, like we wear upper Dublin stuff. We don't wear Cowboys gear because it's literally just uh, it's an altercation that you don't really want to happen. Especially do like my dad, he's been up for like coach of the year before as a, the high school coach of the year. So they like bring all the nominees out oh, onto the field. Can you imagine? If on a Sunday night football game, Eagles Cowboys, they're honoring the high school coach of the year, and my dad's got a Jason Witten jersey on, that would be everybody would be like, "Boo, <laughs> fuck you," and shit like that. Like it would be crazy, dude. dude. Last year in the NFC Championship game, the plan was to to get a win and then order a cheesesteak afterwards. And enjoy the cheesesteak, and that obviously did not happen. So this time, looking to go get a win and then celebrate with the cheesesteak afterwards, get home safely. Uh, You know what? My thing about last year, I would take a kick to the nuts or maybe a fucking uppercut to the jaw to win to win that game. If that would, (laughs) that's what it took. 
Would you would you take a curb stomp to the side of the, no. your seats to your section? <laughs> not a curb stomp. Maybe in the ribs, but not in the head. I gotta protect my noggin. I might wear yeah, a helmet, so yo. Before we helmet, yo. <laughs> wear your towels and helmet. Yeah, but so the um my only take on last year before we get into the next seggy, um I knew the Niners were losing that game to the Birds because even when Brock Purdy beat the Cowboys the week before at home, like the Cowboys had him rattled in his own home. So I knew as soon as he got into Philadelphia, there was a shitting of the pants that was about to commence. So regardless of him getting hurt, I still think it was a wash. But yeah, I, I think it was an uphill battle. Thoughts. I'm going to respectfully disagree, though. I think the Cowboys' defense was was really solid. Um, they were kind of right there with the Eagles, wouldn't you say? Yeah, for sure. But yeah, like so, we're talking, we're talking Niners home field, West Coast, all that. And 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 hold up, stupid thing that the NFL does now. The the Niners played on Saturday, and then they played the next Sunday. They had eight days to get ready for that game. The the Cowboys played the Bucks on Monday night. Yeah, they had yeah, six yeah. days. What yeah. kind of bullshit is that? I understand I NFL. You want to make money. You want to get as many games, as eyes on games as you can. But at a point, that's not that's not fair almost. Yeah, not like, think, like they can't do it, but come on with I that think shit. All that's that shit ridiculous. Is, that, that shit is dumb. It should be... It, you know, like we don't need they used to run football. on Saturdays. They would run the games parallel at the same time, almost, and they were yeah, be crossover. Should, and it like, should just be yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Like, no, we don't need Monday night games in playoffs. Um, it's just doing too much. But that's them trying to capitalize on the fucking cheddar. I mean, all I, right, yeah, they are. They're making stupid money off it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next segment. Next segment. Uh, right, yeah, we need we need a little like noise. New segment. All right, so we're coming in here. So we had a miscommunication at the beginning. I thought we were picking, but Rai's gonna take it. Just our, yeah, oh, because I I got the articulation going. But uh, so we Morgan picked the his three favorite. Did you you didn't pick NHL right? No, just because I'm not too yeah. Um, yeah, you're not a high. I, I kind of am. I just don't really – I don't want to, like, claim I, I'm more of a hockey guy, so I didn't even put them in either. But I like we, the Rangers. Morgan I'll pick, say that. The Rangers unis are sick. I mean, I like the Wild jersey. I like the Predators jerseys. I like – I mean, dude, the hockey jerseys are sick, and the fans in hockey are legit. But, Shark jerseys? So Morgan picked his eh, – yeah, eh. yeah. Morgan picked his three favorite current jerseys from – Football, baseball, basketball, and I picked my three favorite throwback. Oh, you picked five. I got five. I totally. can do five. That's I right. can do five. I'm just, th- I'm gonna just throw a couple out there. But how about you Don't just get matter. us rolling? Start us off with yeah. just because we're, just because we're football season's on the on the cusp, but we're in the middle of baseball season. So start me off with baseball here. Baseball, okay. All right, number one. I will go and and, and I thought of, is this your re- is, is there an order here or is this just a five group? I'm not thinking about order. No, no, no. A little spoiler alert. I didn't throw in the Giants in the top five. Sorry, Gigante. She didn't make it. Maybe if you go get Otani, we'll throw her in the top five, all right? Fuckers. Um, I love their color scheme, similar to the Flyers color scheme, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't put them in the top five. And here we go. Yeah. I, I put agree, the I Cardinals. I got the Cardinals. That's just For a sure. classic, simple, For uni. Sure. The Grays and and a history are, team. And a, yeah, the, it's a very historic team. They're just classic. They're really simple. They don't even have the stripe on the pants. A lot of teams have the stripe down the side. They don't even got that. And I like their blue, the, the, the the navy hats that they throw in sometimes too. 
with the gray jerseys or the white jerseys. Clean as shit. I got the white socks coming in there. The pinstripe. Just the socks logo. I think it's super fresh. The grays yeah, that they got with, get behind the, that with the black, white, and gray stripe on the gray unis. Super clean. Uh, this one hurts. I, yeah. And this is nothing to do with me liking the team. I did put the Dodgers in the top five for unis because I think like the Cardinals, they're so simple and clean. Uh, There's not many just blue and white and gray either. Like if you think across. It's just the royal and white. You know, the Rangers got the, although actually too, the red number on the front of the jersey for the Dodgers is is super clean. I will give them that. I said the Atlanta Braves. um, Very similar. The, just that, uh. What is it? The drum at the bottom of the A or whatever. I think that's super clean. Uh, very much like the Cardinals, similar vibe. But yeah, both the home and away unis are sick. And their throwbacks, the Braves throwbacks, the Hank Aaron specials, those are super dope. Um, yeah. And then I was a coin flip here. I don't love either of these necessarily, my picks here, but I said either the Red Sox or the Brewers. Um, I don't like the Brewers like new look though. I love no, that I like old the... brew crew with the little like wheat thing that was yeah, in the Yeah, I logo. like those a lot. I fucked those with are... I don't like the glove thing they got going. Oh, I see. Now. I kinda like the M in the glove. I I, I kinda like okay. that. And then the Red Sox are pretty classic as well. Uh, yeah, they just remind you that's a nostalgic feel growing up watching yeah. the Red Sox just oh, dominate the MLB. I just listed that was like six, but I listed one more special nominee and I said the Phillies, the retro Phillies unis like the maroon were really cool and then I thought that the current like uh once in a while jerseys they wear the cream ones with the blue yeah they wear those on Thursdays every Thursday game those are sick yeah all right that's my uh, all right well that's yeah well that's all right that's a segue because literally all right my my throwback jerseys I couldn't decide which one but I'm home cooking but Phillies powder blue or Phillies like maroon even the Phillies green like they just have some nice throwback jerseys so that is definitely up there in my top three of throwback jerseys next on my list would be florida marlins back when they won the world series with a little pinstripe action i'm basically a sucker for pinstripes and then um and then i got uh i got like big unit uh craig council diamondbacks when they won the world series that is one of my all-time favorite jerseys Wait, with like the with like the purple and the neon, or the the purple yeah. and the turquoise. Yeah, those are those so go, those are insane with the, uh, sleeveless ones too. Yeah, those with are, the purple undershirt, super dude, sick. so fresh. And then I would have to if I had to pick like an honorable mention, I'd probably throw some old Devil Rays in there just because oh, yeah. I like the Devil Rays and they got a cool logo and whatever like i i play in little league i was on the rays once or twice when i was growing up so i always had a soft spot for the rays but all right right, so then i'll just keep it i'll keep it rolling here let's do uh let's do basketball this is tough i have a bunch written down that i'm gonna have to kind of rattle off a top three from but my number one no questions asked it's it's home away it's alternate timber wolves pine tree trim white black teal i have a kevin garnett with the pine tree trim thank you luke galehouse for giving me that hand me down but that to me that is you said earlier chef's kiss chef's kiss right there um mm, my next one would have to be 
I've noticed that the the colors I end up picking of my favorite jerseys are common across the three leagues. Yeah. So, but that that teal Charlotte Hornets, Larry Johnson, Muggsy Bogues, like those boys, that for me, I yeah. love that color scheme. And um here, I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give five for this one just because basketball they they switch up jerseys like every single night. So it's, it's a little bit Vince Carter Raptors with the Purples. Raptor when he threw down the fucking windmill at the uh, that and the, even they rock it in black. Yeah, um, the purples are crazy. Yeah, the I'm not gonna do this is an honorable mention, but it's too much of a similar thing. Vancouver Grizzlies very similar color scheme to the Charlotte Hornets, but that's a great throwback and a great logo. Before they uh, moved to Memphis, but is there a more... Charles Barkley Suns? Yeah, you like that Suns logo where the, like the old, dude, the old... just think about yeah. the colors that they can pick. From. I even like the Suns with when Steve Nash and Stoudemire were on that team with this. I thought those were cool. Yeah, too. and but Sean Marion, are... dude. Oh, even the shit. alternate, but dude, the all even the alternate oranges with like oh, yeah. the the gray trim. Like yeah. they had the home, they had the away, and they had the alternate. They were sick. Uh, dude, I could go on. Uh, this is so hard to pick these last ones. I'm not going to say this one because it's kind of a current jersey, and I think you could potentially have it. Um, and I'm not going to pick another one because it's like baby blue or teal, and we'll just use our memory on that one. But this is a one that, for me, is just all time. LeBron, Cavs, first time around, those blue alternates with like the red and maroon alternating on the trim. For some reason, yeah. like that just reminds me of just when LeBron was like on his shit trying to prove to the world that like yeah. he was the man before yeah. he like became the man and now he's just on his pedestal like riding into the sunset. Hundred percent. All right. Current basketball jerseys from Mo. A, what? Hundo you say Hundo P. I don't say that. Hundo say, P, bro. I do say Gucci. All right, basketball, I uh I went more of the yeah, like timeless unis here. My, my picks are boring. I don't. I don't love my picks. Um, I threw in Celtics. I think just because like Celtics, Bill Russell, just synonymous. When you think NBA, Larry Bird, like the Celtics. Again, similar to my baseball picks. My football is be a little different, but um, yeah. All right, hold on. One thing. I on my basketball list, I threw. I literally wrote X's. I wrote no Celtics, Lakers, Bulls, just because like you could pick any of those jerseys. They're all time. Honestly, in that like, order, it, I'd have the Lakers and the Bulls next, and I'll give one. Re- like, yeah, my fucking so, sweet ass, Morgan. Kobe, <laughs> Kobe's, R.I.P. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> when uh, when he was in his peak, those all whites they used to rock. The court even used to be. Yeah, different. I noticed all this shit. The court was different. I liked those unis more than the current Lakers ones. Um, those the Lakers ones now are baloney. What? Yeah, the all whites when Pow and Lamar Odom and Kobe. Had, yeah, when you had the he, finals logo on the court and Kobe and them were on the all whites. Um, those were those were. Kobe's definitely just making shots jerseys. and going like this. Yeah, Kobe's just making shots and hitting this. Just ice, ice in his veins. Uh, yeah, and then the Bulls. I mean, like I don't know, just classic MJ. Nothing needs to be said there. It, and then I threw in, I threw in like the Knicks classic unis. The Knicks rock some old school. I've always loved the color scheme of blue and orange for some reason. Um, and the yeah. Knicks, like, OG ones, even, like, those Navy ones they rock, I just think they're, I don't know, very, very iconic. They play at Madison Square Garden. There's something just very simple, old school about them. Ominous. But 
ominous. Yeah, Dude, sure. I've been to Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. I don't know why I said like Gavin. that. I've been to Madison Square Garden to see the a Fred again Gavin. concert. And dude, the Mecca is the Mecca for a reason. I still have yet oh, to see yeah. a sporting event there, but a concert yeah. there was still something, man. Something. You want to keep rolling uh, here? Football? Yeah. Football season on the cusp? Yes, football. Uh, I think a lot of people will get down with this one. I like the uh, the baby blue Titans. Those are those are tough. Those are just those are sick. You know, if you have any if you have any color rush on there, get out of here. Leave the podcast right no now. Color if you have any no color, color rush. rush. All right. But when they did rock the all baby blues, those were fucking sick. that. Wait, dude, if you Google like best jerseys, they have that. They have the yeah. all baby blue color rush listed as like one of the and best jerseys ever. I I'm do, like, my. I did like when they had the white helmets more. Like when when Mariota first got in the league, those those unis they wore for the first year or two with the white helmet. Yeah. I don't love the blue helmet as much. Doesn't matter anyway. Titans, I'll put on there. Um, I don't love this team necessarily, or. I just I just can't fathom. I think because I'm a Niners fan, but I said the Raiders, just classic the Raiders, the silver yeah, and black. Kind of interesting how they've always rocked like the the shittier jersey or like you know like the mesh one or like same with the Packers, and they rock like the shiny silver pants, uh, which is yeah. interesting. Again, I would never want to rock the Raiders look, but it is an iconic look, and I can only imagine. I'm actually excited for the day when the Raiders are like sick again, and they're like. People are, they like instill fear in people because they don't do that right now. Um, and I don't think my boy Jimmy G is going to do that. But the day when they're like sick as fuck, that is going to be an interesting sight to see in Vegas with a, a mean Raiders team coming out of the tunnel. Like, yeah, that is a good take though. Like, I, I do definitely fuck with the Raiders and like, like that. They, like whatever surrounds them and their fan base but like you would never catch me like wearing like a Raiders shirt or like a Raiders hat it's just like ew no. like why would I no, be wearing it, it that is, it's just it so be... not fly have you heard that what's that song called the uh the uh it's like the Raiders song I'll, we'll cue it up oh I, this whatever. is not this is not relevant um, <laughs> this one this is also tough for me to say I think the Cowboys the silver pants, the white unis, the silver fucking lid. Okay, shout out uh, Little Giants. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, I have. Dude, the Little Giants when it's the Giants versus the, the Giants are the shitty, all the shitty kids versus the Cowboys, which is all the studs. What's his name? Buzz? Douchebag. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, but those Cowboys helmets are just sick. That star... Dude, those are just like they might be the cleanest helmets in the in the NFL. The Thanksgiving uh, days aren't bad, thanks, dude. I Thanksgiving love the Thanksgiving days. Are days. Sick. They're just clean. They're just super yeah, clean. Just um, man, I, I have some interesting picks on here that you probably wouldn't think I would. Yeah, those are tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are fresh. Um, I also threw in the birds, the eagles. I think that their unis are so sick. Their helmets, actually, Dude, the helmet I, is unbelievable. It's the I actually regret, I take back my last statement about the Cowboys helmets. The Eagles have the best helmets in the NFL. I agree. I agree. Uh, the, that is the coolest helmet I've ever seen, dude. Yeah, they're they're tough. And also, the all black. Like I'm not huge on teams just rocking an all. Yeah, black the all black, dude. Brian Dawkins hitting the. Mm. When they rock the all blacks at night too. Um, oh my Sunday night football you walk in there yeah dude like when Ben DiNucci went in there for the Cowboys versus the Eagles and the All Blacks 
Oh my lord. Um, and then coming in, I, I'll rank this one. I think hometown kid. I think the Niners unis pretty fucking yeah. tough. Um, especially yeah. since and nobody has a color years. scheme like that. No, it's like the most, and I can't even think of another sport where a team has red and gold like that. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, it's it's they're fresh for sure. The homes are, I mean, either home or away. I don't, I'm not crazy about the aways, but over the past few years, we've introduced like the '90s all white pants, white jerseys. Yeah, those on the road yeah. are so clean. And then we also introduced yeah, the the uh, we wore the white pants with the red jersey with like the black outline those are fucking yeah, you, sick you can't really go I get wrong fired up as a fan i see them come out in those yeah um, that's what that's all i got all right so uh unanimous oh, actually, number sorry, one more thing and I, i'm proud of myself because i'm shouting out teams that i hate the seahawks new throwbacks you see those no i haven't i mean oh, I, I, I have enough. i have some seahawks written on here though all right um so my unanimous number one throwback is it's not that hard to guess. Uh Tampa Bay Creamsicle, not even close, I don't think. I think that's probably yeah. the coolest throwback jersey. Um hate to say this one. The the Eagles Kelly Green is is a yep. pretty pretty fire one. And here this picture's coming through. Yeah. Okay, so this is on my so, list for sure. So sick. I have I have Bosworth Seattle listed as my yeah. as my one there. So that would be coming in at number boss. three. Um Chargers Powder Blue, LT, Norv yep. Turner, Antonio Gates, Philip Rivers, even Drew Brees before they uh threw that little trade in there. Um The the old LT face mask, like the Bulldog face mask was so sick. Yeah. Yo, here's a little trivia question for you, Ladanian and Tomlinson, what college? Easy, TCU. All right, all right, we're, we're just making Easy. sure we're on the same page here. Easy. Um, and then if I had – I'm you, not Bosworth, gonna... Brian Bosworth, what college did you go to? Uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. Wow, I did not know. That was a confident, fast answer. Let's get it. Troy, Troy Aikman. Uh, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to get that one. But, uh, dude, all right, we'll just, we'll just start ripping those next time around. Um, and then my last one – uh Houston Oilers it's more powder yeah. but I do I do love the Oilers like I have I have other ones written on here like Lions and Cowboys Thanksgivings are always fresh but I'm not going to throw those in there cuz you really see those every year so they're not really a throwback one that I uh that gets a lot of hate that I actually do like in my honorable mentions is the uh Steelers Bumblebees mm-hmm. I do not mind those at all uh a throwback that I hate is that Packers one where they're like oh blue with a brown yeah. circle and their number in the middle and like yellow helmets Bad. that's stupid yeah. the eagles when they wear yellow and blue like that yeah. shit is stupid um and then another honorable mention uh like chris carter randy moss era dante culpepper even uh the purple people eaters era vikings those can those can get down with me too really purple's like not really vikings a good color anymore. Yeah, no, I agree. But back in the day, something about the the trim on all the jerseys back in the day just get me a little more fired up, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like the Pats New Jerseys either. But everybody, they all need to change. They can't just keep it the same. It's always evolving. But some jerseys, it's the same are... way, like every year on like Fox or NBC, like Sunday night, 
like the games, like even the presentation of like the clock and the yeah. play clock and the score, like they always change it, even if it's iconic. Like yeah. yo, that meme or not meme, that video you sent me the other day on Instagram, like those old CBS Sunday intros hit different. Like you Dude. saw Arian Foster on the Texans, I was like, oh my god, that yeah. year Arian Foster broke out for the Texans. That was so fire, dude. Awesome. So fire. All right. But, uh, yeah, I think we you, you got to get ripping somewhere. I got to get on down to the city as well. We're, we're, we are playing a violent amount of golf right now. And uh, sometimes you got to strike more. <laughs> are you going to play more time. G right now? I'm going to play some more G in the heat. We're going up north, too. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I just, dude, I was just leaking. I was literally just leaking liquid out of my body. I'm going to be in a cart, though. I'm going to get, like, yeah, we'll be dialed. There's no phone, we'll dude. That's the only thing. The phone's the only thing that undials the dialed Morgan. The phone? Yeah, you've been saying you've been locked in, just putting the phone in the in the bag and not even looking at it until you're done. I yeah, That's why when right, I dude. if I text you and you don't respond, I know you're freaking playing golf. Uh, looking forward, you got anything coming up? Mm. Yeah, last week up in Northern California, I'm excited to move back down to SoCal, get even closer to the ocean than I was living before. Got my own crib for the first time. Very, very And Mount Joy excited. coming up as well, right? Mount Joy next week. Going to Lake Tahoe for a friend's wedding. Labor Day, going to play right. some golf, going to do some hiking, going to jump in that cold, refreshing water. Um, yeah, a lot of good shit coming up. Football season's almost yeah. here. Yeah. I'm getting more, yeah, honestly, yeah. talking to you and seeing your face, I'm getting a little more excited than I was. And the thing, honestly, I started I started coaching the quarterbacks a little bit with my dad yeah. at Dublin High School, just not coaching them, just, you know, running around, chasing them all over, screaming at them, telling them what the hell they're doing wrong because I – I know uh, at the end of the day, my dad's always going to have my back when I'm yelling at him and stuff, but it does get me fired up. It makes me miss it a little, but totally. it's good to it, it's good to give the young kids some knowledge, man. Let them just, just bestow them with some knowledge, you know? It, it is really fun. I was helping out. One of our family friends we used to be neighbors with is, uh, is an O-line, D-line coach at the local public high school that used to be Drake High School. That name got canceled. So Francis Drake was a... Not a great guy, apparently. So they changed the name of the high school, Arch, Archie Williams High School. Uh, he was a pirate. He was like a pirate back in the day. Um, yeah, pirate and, uh, a good rep. And, uh, probably not the best rep. But anyway, I went over to local high school last week, and I was helping out this quarterback who's a sophomore and some of the receivers, and we were just working on footwork and timing and all sorts of shit. And I was under the impression that this was the varsity quarterback and the receivers. And I left that practice being like, oh, my God, this team is so fucked. And I later came to understand that that was actually the JV kids I was working with. But these <laughs> kids are like, the kids in, the quarterback's in shotgun, and the receivers are lining up with the quarterback. And I'm like, guys, what the fuck are we doing? Get on the ball. Uh, okay, we got to be way more urgent. I was like, totally put my foot down. And I come to learn that dude, these kids are like. there's no sense of urgency dude. with these people, man. They're, they they tell no, them something and they just like straight up don't listen. <laughs> there's no urgency. There's no attention to detail. I always said I was never going to coach my kids, but I'll probably wind up coaching my kids someday because they need to know how to do shit right. I can't like, yeah. Anyway, 
think about dude, think about like down the line too how much stuff that you like passively learn through football that has just made you like a better human in like your work environment in your life after college in your friendships in your yeah. whatever relationships with your parents yeah. and your boss like yeah. it has it, even if like you even if like you fucked up a little or you did it dude. wrong like you still have learned like from that stuff and it is and it's experiences that not not yeah. normal kids, not normal like frat kids in college yeah. or like I, you know whatever kids in high school experience. It's a team camaraderie, having coaches, having a set schedule, like meeting deadlines, stuff like that. It, it's it's so, a real it's thing. So important for young men to go through. It, it, it really is, and I've, I'm learning. I mean, I'm 27 now, but it took me, you know, my college experience, football wise, didn't necessarily go how I wanted it to, and it, I was pretty sour about it for quite a long time and I'm actually feel like I'm just getting to the point where I'm over it and I'm more appreciative um, of the experience that I went through and the times that I had and I also am realizing like damn how actually I've like missed the discipline of it all and I've missed the grind of it all and I think it's taken me some quote-unquote like washed years to wake up and realize like oh wait I actually like still need to carry myself like I'm, I'm still a fucking athlete. I need to carry myself that way. Um, and just, again, it all goes into like, yeah, spending your time wisely and not being a shithead all the time. And like, there's, there's times that have fun and everything, but anyway, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah you, you live and you learn, right? You um, live personally just you co- coming up for me, coming up for me. I'm, I'm the same way as you. I also appreciative now taking a step back years after of just, you know, I may have not learned so much in college that I remember. It's not like, oh, I remember what I learned in accounting or I, you know, I learned, know so much about my econ degree, but how I learn and like yeah. in what ways I learn, like how I function, I'm appreciative of that stuff. And it has yeah. made me because now I'm not afraid. I'm very outspoken. I'm not afraid to communicate. I'm like, hey, hey, I learn better if you just, instead of you just like yelling at me or telling me to do, show me how to do it and then we'll never have a problem again. Or if you have a problem with something, just nip it in the butt right away and tell me and then we probably won't have a problem ever again because i understand that but if you like send me subliminal messages and shit that's not gonna i'm not always like on the same wavelength as people but i'm just we go off for days on this shit uh coming up for me i'm going up to uh new york city tomorrow checking out a new music venue in irving plaza seeing ziggy alberts have you ever heard of him he's an australian kid he's about my age he's uh He's a little bit of a Vance Joy Jack Johnson hybrid is what I would consider cool. him, but he's like a he's a young guy, he's like my age. He started his own music label out in New Zealand or Australia and you know, he what he sings about, he has a definite message in his in his songs and he wanted to start his own label cuz he didn't want that message to be lost when other people had stuff to say that were funding his operation and now he's made it to this point where he has enough of a platform that he can do what he wants with that stuff so i'm very excited to see that i'm going to see chris clark throwback name for any of you people listening chris clark up in uh right around ridgewood new jersey we're playing golf and then popping over and then i got the caddy cup at the cricket club coming on monday punch greens but if i if i do well we get some pro shop credit maybe start getting my swag up a little more but it's always good to get a little competitive setting at the cricket club going you make you feel like you're a little bit more of a golfer than you would have been Love, but uh, I don't know. Love, Handicap's love, going good. I'm still floating around a 10 or 11, you know, post some good ones, some bad ones. But I'm going to be polished up for Nick Gray's member guests coming up in uh, October and then Pinehurst in November. Yeah. I can't wait for that shit. 
starting Dude, to go on little you... destination golf trips and not just around the area. That'll be a fun pod to recap your your impressions of Pinehurst, that place. Slaps. Oh, dude, I'm going to gush. And we just locked in, dude, we locked in Tobacco Road for Sunday oh morning now, too. Tobacco and Road we're going to hit the cradle at night. Electric factory. Cradle Ooh. at night as well. The cradle's so fun. I like, mean, dude, I know we're not. Gonna, it's going to be a fire trip. I know we're both. Uh, I know, like, booze for me, definitely on the back burner these days. Uh, but I would say put it, put your, put the foot down on the throttle on the, on the, uh, transfusions when you're at, when you're at, uh, the cradle. That is just a blast of a time. <laughs> put your foot down on the transfusions. Episode eight in the books. Uh, we'll be checking in sometime next week for sure. This should be out and edited within a couple of days, but we'll see, you know, nobody really, and people got shit to do on the weekend. So we kind of drop on Mondays or Tuesdays now, just maybe. People will actually listen because people got shit to do on the weekends. They just finished a long work week. They don't want to listen to some bozos talk about some yeah. shit like this. But maybe if you got a morning commute to work or a shitty lunch break, then we can entertain you a little because I'm just fucking spewing off the top of my head. Sending sending lots of aloha to the people of Maui. Fucking stay oh, strong. Sure, Love dude. you guys. Scary, scary thing, dude. Wildfires on an island is a scary, scary thought. Man, no bueno. But, That's a community of great, strong, good people, and they will uh, they'll bounce back. As as ever, as humans always do, we always bounce Persevere. back. All right, yo. Mm-hmm.